Intelligent, sharp, pointed, and insightful. This is Stacy on the Right on American Family Radio and Urban Family Talk. So we know that no one in the Trump campaign was colluding with Russia, was talking to Russia. But do we know that the FBI, that a couple of bad actors at the FBI, the Department of Justice, and the Obama administration, could we say the same about them? Wouldn't it be something if that's really where the collusion, the coordination, and perhaps the conspiracy was happening? But those who want to move on, they got this party started. So this debacle, and that's exactly what it is, and the worst journalistic debacle of my lifetime, um, that there'll be some serious soul-searching. Unfortunately, so far, Brett, I'm not seeing a lot of There's always a Russian ghost somewhere. It's like trying to find a chupacabra, you know, like the, the mythical animal that came from Puerto Rico that supposedly people see out in the Southwest. They're like a bunch of chupacabra hunters. And now, live from the National Religious Broadcasters Proclaim 19 in Anaheim, California, Stacy Washington. <laughs> Welcome back to the program. It's hour two of the show, and we're going to get to the show sheet right now. We're, we're also going to do is we're going to have another fantastic guest for you. Her name is Dr. Marla, and she's going to join us to talk about pro-life stuff in the second segment, live here from NRB, right here in our booth, which, honestly, I wish you could see how cute everything is in here. I have the comic strips that Madison, my little assistant for this week, um, and the, the daughter, the youngest of the Washingtons, she made these comic strips for me. One is about... Um, this thing that happened to me on the radio years ago where someone thought I was uh, not a, a permanently tanned individual and tried to take me to task for it. And the other one is about how Jesus Christ is the one who rescues us, not the Democrats. And so great comics. We'll have more of those available. And I'll put some pictures of those up online. But right now, I want to get into a little bit of today's news. So one of the things that I've noticed that's been going on since the announcement of the Mueller investigation's completion and all of that is that We've seen people just double down. We've seen people just refuse to acknowledge the fact that they had any kind of a setback at all. And when I say any kind of a setback, I mean literally just denying the fact that the Mueller report has exonerated the president. So let's go to this first piece of audio I have. I've named it the most embarrassing liberal bloviators, um, the ones who are doubling down. It's number one. Does the public understand just how much trouble the president is in? To believe that the president isn't compromised requires such a leap of faith. I think we have all the proof we need of a scandal that's uh, arguably worse than Watergate. Do we know if there is still this belief and aspect right. that the president is working for the Russians? I can't answer that. The U.S. president possibly working for the Russians possibly an unwitting pawn. Now here's what the president said when asked if he was a secret Russian agent. The president did not directly answer the question. Why not just say no if that's the answer? There is tons of proof of potential collusion. We have dramatic evidence of collusion. How, how is it not collusion? How is all of that not collusion? The collusion piece of this, piece by piece, starting to be built out. A political hurricane is out there at sea for him. We'll call it Hurricane Vladimir, if you will. Donald Trump knows the noose is tightening. The noose is tightening. The, the noose is tightening, if you will. The noose is tightening around the president. The noose is tightening. And I think they're shocked that the noose is tightening. They, and that people might go to jail. He knows he and POTUS are going to prison. Well, I think they're all going <laughs> to end up together in prison. And maybe that's a good thing. Oh, my thing. God. <laughs> you might be in legal jeopardy because of the Mueller investigation. But are you scared that you could go to jail? The walls appear to be closing in on the president. The investigative walls are closing in. He feels the walls closing in. The walls are closing in. Trump resigns 
quote, once Mueller closes in on him and the family. Anybody that writes an op-ed and suggests that Donald Trump has not put himself directly in the target of an obstruction charge is just fooling themselves and some very, very stupid, ill-informed readers. The stack of counts of obstruction of justice <laughs> that could be fatal to the Trump presidency. The House is going to have little choice the way this is going other than to start impeachment proceedings. The subpoena could relate to two areas of the probe that might ultimately lead to Trump's impeachment. They are the kind of offenses uh, that would call for impeachment hearings. If someone walked in my office and said I was a subject of a multi-year criminal investigation led by former FBI Director Robert Mueller, I'd wet my pants. Mueller reminds me of the starfish which gets itself tightly around the clam and uses all its stuff to weaken and pry open the clam. Now this is a battle to the death as far as the clam is concerned. If the starfish is able to open him even a little bit, he can get op him open all the way. And that's it, of course, for the clam. He's the starfish's lunch. So you recognize those voices. It's Brian Stelter. It's uh, Chris Matthews. And they're all talking about how repetitively the president's going to jail. Now, we knew that the president was not going to jail. We also knew that he was not guilty of collusion and obstruction. We knew all of these things, but it's really been interesting seeing and hearing the reaction that they've had since we've learned that this is not something that's actually happening. Now, there is a direction that we can go into with this uh, Mueller report, and that is if it wasn't the president who was guilty of obstructing, if it wasn't uh, anything that they did that was wrong that, ha that we have to kind of be wary of, who should we be looking at? So I want you to listen to this audio of Kellyanne Conway. Kellyanne uh, was on television talking about how we ought to know what happened in the last administration and why it's number two. I think we ought to know what happened in that last administration. And what we do know didn't happen is that uh, the Obama administration and the president himself knew that Russia was trying to interfere in our election and did nothing about it. Why did they do nothing about it? Is it because they were sure Hillary would win? or they didn't want to deal with it in the last months of their administration. And then you get people running roughshod over the justice process at the FBI, trying to, really trying to rob tens of millions of Americans their rightful voice at the ballot box by sitting on the scales of justice. So sure, let's, let's at least see who did what when, because had she gotten elected, we would never know any of this. This may have been, so we know that no one in the Trump campaign was colluding with Russia was talking to Russia. But do we know that the FBI, that a couple of bad actors at the FBI, the Department of Justice, in the Obama administration, could we say the same about them? Wouldn't it be something if that's really where the collusion, the coordination, and perhaps the conspiracy was happening? But those who want to move on, they got this party started. Kellyanne, you've been- They had been... that phony dossier and have gone from there. So let's let it all hang out and let America, we're patient people, we'll be here for the next six years. So let's, let's at least take the mm -hmm. time so that America gets the full story. She's right. Um, the full story means we have to go back into the Uranium One deal. Now, I know a lot of people would say, no, Stacey, we don't. We don't have to go back that far. We do. Hillary Clinton, when she was the Secretary of State, sold 20% of America's uranium resources to Russia. That transaction had a cascade effect that netted her and her husband almost a million dollars in speaking fees. When you think about it from that perspective, you know there's something that needs to be looked at. The outgrowth of those decisions is that we then saw all of these people within the administration acting as if they were above the law. 
And from there, they moved into this new effort that has just failed, which is the Mueller investigation, which is the fruit of the poisonous tree. Because remember, it was James Comey who was fired by the president, who then emailed a friend one of the memos that he took illegally, sharing of illegal, uh, you know, kind of illegal fruits of the poisonous tree. He shared those things. And when he did with his Columbia law professor friend who had connections at, you know, a major newspaper, that is what initiated the appointment of the special prosecutor. So if you work your way back from there, not only is Kellyanne Conway right about that, she's dead on the money that there is collusion, there is obstruction, there is uh, illegal activity surrounding campaigns and whatnot, but it's not coming from the right. It's not coming from uh, President Trump. It's, it's coming from the Clintons and the Obamas and the Obama administration and the Obama DOJ and Obama FBI. So those are things that we have to really be really cognizant of. Now, Devin Nunez was on after Representative Swalwell on Fox News, and he was talking about the continuing Russian narrative, and he so nailed it so succinctly, so perfectly. I want to get to that audio because we're going to have another guest for you in the next segment. Just kind of rearranging around here. Um, so let's go to number five. You should just give them the entire show because the American people will see what they voted for. This is what I've been dealing with for the last two years is that there's always a Russian ghost somewhere. It's like trying to find a chupacabra, you know, like the, the mythical animal that came from Puerto Rico that supposedly people see out in the Southwest. They're like a bunch of chupacabra hunters, Martha. They've never seen it. They've never had any evidence. Uh, they've, they've said they had more than circumstantial evidence. They said they've had direct evidence. The truth of the matter is the people who colluded with the Russians were the Democrats. The Democrats paid Christopher Steele, a former British spy, to get dirt on Trump from Russia. That's just a fact. So do facts matter? <laughs> I hope they do. Um, if the Democrats are the ones who initiated this whole thing in bad faith, if it's found that they uh, kind of duped the FISA court into providing that surveillance opportunity on the Trump campaign, if, if it's found that things were done improperly, which it's kind of hard to look at the Strzok, uh, the Peter Strzok, Lisa Page text and not see that something really untoward went on. It's not difficult to kind of draw a line from from those interactions backward to the initiation of all of this or forward to where we are now, where we have the Mueller report, millions and millions of dollars wasted, two years of, of the American psyche just blown to bits over something that they knew from the giddy up wasn't true. But they had to investigate it because they had to find their insurance policy and test it out and see if it would work to get rid of this man that they didn't want to be the president of the United States. And as much as I hated the Obama presidency and as much as I disliked having him transform America, it never occurred to me that a bunch of people in Washington, D.C. should get a bunch of agencies together and try to unseat him. Because as far as we knew and as far as we still know to this day, he was the duly elected president of the United States. And so what did we have to do at that point? We just prayed and we stayed prayed up and we did the best that we could and we waited it out. We lived, we worked, we played, we vacationed, we served, we did whatever we had to do. And after a time, his presidency was over. That is what the Democrats are going to have to do now. And the likelihood of them winning in 2020, I'm, I'm, I, don't, I don't believe in crystal balls. I don't believe in telling the future, but I do believe in looking at statistical data and if they don't come up with some policies besides abortion and infanticide, besides, you know, destroying every building in America and rebuilding it, besides all that garbage, Green New Deal and all that, if they don't find something real to run on, 
then yes, we are looking at four more years of President Trump. And what could be better? Another four years of a pro-life president working on behalf of the American people? I'll take it. And no transformation, just bedrock, good leadership. That sounds fantastic. So now I want to pivot over to my uh, she's she's a guest who's coming to you from inside the Washington household. She's here at NRB with me as assistant extraordinaire. It's daughter of the youngest, Madison Washington. Oodle on up to the mic there. Say hello to the people. Hi. So she's here live with me here at National Religious Broadcasters. And it's her first time. This is only my second NRB. It's her first. And so I want to get some reaction from you, Maddie, from um, what you're seeing here at NRB, what you find at the conference. Talk to me a little bit. What's going on? I, this is nothing like I expected it would be, to be honest. <laughs> what it's, were you expecting? I was expecting, like, literal booths. Like, this is a booth? Walls, with walls and a ceiling and stuff. Oh. Not, like, open air like it is, but it's, oh. it is truly amazing. I didn't expect it to be this organized. Okay, so you got to belly up to this mic. You're going to have to scoot your chair up a little bit so that people can hear you. This is broadcast stuff. My producer's letting me know. You need to be, yeah, you need to be right up on the mic just like this. Okay. Now, talk a little bit about what you're seeing. This is a huge venue. We're actually very centrally located. If you were to come to National Religious Broadcasters to the expo floor and you walked right in the door, if you kept straight on down, you would run right into our booth. We're in the 400 block. We're 419. And we have some really cool... Uh, other people who are who are near us. There's a BSW has a booth next to us. They're the sellers of the Comrex, which is something that I, I, I the Comrex is my friend. I have one at home. We're using portable Comrexes right now to broadcast to you, which, by the way, those look new. Those are not the same ones we had when I was at uh, National Religious Broadcasters two years ago. These are really fancy looking ones. They're nice and new. Um, and then, of course, they have the Stream Guys, a catty corner to us. Amazing facts at the afbookstore.com, um, which is like a television donor direct ministry, which is directly across. Um, we have a huge booth. Our booth is just like magnificent. We have a whole green, two double tables of uh, AFR type stuff, videos, cool stuff to look at. Maddie, what's your favorite looking thing? Oh, we have 30 seconds. Take us out, Maddie. Well, across from us is this amazing facts. God messages our mission. And it's a really cool-looking booth. And yesterday, when we were here, I saw them set it up, and it looks amazing. I mean, it still nothing fun, like right? I thought it would, but yeah. it, it is amazing here. So, so she'll, happy to be here. Okay, I'm glad you're here too, Maddie. So yes. we'll hear more from Madison um, in the third segment. Yeah, we'll you're not our, getting rid of me, are you? No, you're going to have to stick around. We'll have our guest up next. More Stacy on the Right right after this. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, we took the spices that we'd prepared and we went into the tomb. We found the stone rolled away from the tomb. When we went in, we didn't find the body of our Lord Jesus. Who took him? Where is he? Who took him? Why do you look for the living among the dead? Where's Jesus? He's not here. He has risen. Jesus was alive. He's alive. Jesus was betrayed, abandoned, mocked, beaten, and then crucified on a cross for sinners like you and me. The Son of God was buried, and after three days, He rose from that grave. American Family Radio encourages you to rejoice in the glorious reality that our God 
is a living God. Hi, I'm Crawford Loritz with a Legacy Moment. For years, God called me to an itinerant ministry, and that meant I traveled a great deal and did a lot of speaking. Interestingly enough, I've never asked for a speaking engagement in my life. It's a conviction that the Lord placed on my heart years ago when I first began to travel and speak. In fact, I've never asked for or sought a position of leadership I've ever had. I think this is God's way of helping me remember that he's in charge. I love the story of Hannah in 1 Samuel chapter 1. Hannah was barren and her womb had been closed up and seemed like it was impossible for her to give birth to a child. But God opened her womb. And in chapter 2, Hannah sings an incredible song of thanksgiving. Listen to 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 3. Do not let arrogance come out of your mouth, for the Lord is a God of knowledge, and with him actions are weighed. Then down in verse 8, he raises the poor from the dust. He lifts the needy from the ash heap to make them sit with nobles. Hannah sees the magnificent greatness and sovereignty of our awesome God. She realizes he's on his throne and that no one can move God once his mind is made up. This song of praise teaches us three very important lessons. Number one, God has the full picture and he knows the whole story, so we can trust him implicitly. Number two, God promotes. He is the best agent you'll ever have. And then number three, God does not need our strength. He's strong enough. Well, here's what I want you to remember today. Submit, respect, and follow your leaders, but never forget that God is in charge and he will always take care of you. Thanks, Crawford, and thank you for listening to today's Legacy Moment, a production of Moody Radio. For more information, go to livingalegacy.org, livingalegacy.org. You can download episodes of Stacy of the Right from the podcast page on AFR.net or urbanfamilytalk.com. Now, back to the show on American Family Radio and Urban Family Talk. Welcome back to the program. It's so good to be with you. We are still broadcasting live from National Religious Broadcasters, and we're here in the booth 419. We're like, our booth is huge. I was just bragging about it a little bit ago, AFR. Um, So we are now having with us another live guest right here at the table with us. I'm here with Dr. Marla. She's a radio host on Bot Radio. We love Bot Radio. Uh, good, good ministry partners. Um, and and her show is Dr. Marla. All things are possible. She's out of Branson, Missouri, which is one of our favorite places. We Washingtons <laughs> love us some Branson. We love going down there for like three or four days and racing on the Wild Woody, the the go kart downtown. Yes, absolutely. And then um, obviously taking in all of the local. Things you can only do in Branson. That's right. So it was wonderful when Lene brought you over and said, hey, like, because I have this second hour, I'm I'm doing, like, the show that I prepared just in case. And then also kind of just taking in the sights and sounds of NRB. And you have this fascinating pro-life story that you're, you were telling me. And I was like, mm-hmm. stop. Don't tell me anymore. I want to hear it on air. Because we, we had some people on earlier, Susan B. Anthony List and, and uh, Brad Mattis, the, they came on and we had this fantastic conversation and I'm passionate about pro-life, the, the, the issue, the work and the person to person stories that mm-hmm. I hear surrounding that. It is one of the issues of our time. I really believe like when we look back at the abolitionists and how they mm-hmm. were trying to get rid of slavery, 
they were passionate about it, but they were in for the long haul. And they had a lot of stories to tell. Right. And from those stories, we have this history in our country where, yes, we were once a country that had slavery, mm -hmm. but now we're past that and we're the better for it. And the right. stories are what keep that memory fresh in our, in our minds and help us to understand that wasn't right. But God brought us out of it. And I believe we'll That's have awesome. the same thing yes. with with uh, with abortion and the pro-life movement. And so tell us, Dr. Marla, about your your experience there and your history. Well, I appreciate you having me on, yeah. Stacey. And You're it's welcome. nice to meet you. My background and my story is a little unique because the woman that I was conceived in, it was an unplanned conception, an unplanned pregnancy. And I do appreciate she carried me for nine months. But when I was born, I was orphaned. But here's a lady that, even though she didn't want me, I was not planned, she was gracious enough and had enough integrity that from that she carried me. Mm. She didn't abort me. I wasn't murdered. I'm sitting here. I'll be 50 in three weeks. Nice. And so I appreciate that someone, at least, she, she carried me for nine months. I've been healthy for 49 years, so she must have taken good care of herself. But for whatever circumstance, which I have no idea what her background or what happened, because I have no contact and I've never met her. But for whatever reason, she had something inside of her that said, I'm not going to abort this baby. I'm going to allow it to have life. And even though it's not the best circumstances, I'm going to allow this child to be born. And so when I was born, I was orphaned, though. And I went into foster care for three and a half months. I know nothing about the first three and a half months of my life. And my mom and dad adopted me at three and a half months old. I have an older brother, little brother. We're all three adopted. I have a multicultural family. My little brother's like mainly black part Indian. So I know kind of your aspect of what you're talking about, abolitionists. All I know a little bit about racism and all that because I grew up in a multicultural family. But here's the thing. Murder is wrong. Is. I don't care what angle you look at it. It doesn't matter. I don't know if the lady that carried me was raped. I don't know what the story is, but I'm a life and I matter. And scripture says that even before we're in our mother's womb, mm -hmm. he knew us, right? right? He formed us. Before he formed before, the deep. Mm -hmm. Before he formed the deep. Mm -hmm. He knew me. So that means I'm not someone that can just be discarded and murdered, right? Because it's murder. It is. Abortion is murder, no matter, how, no matter what angle you look at. And so I'm, I'm just a pro-life person saying, you know, you may come from the worst circumstance possible to get pregnant or whatever the circumstance, but life matters. Amen. And we need to turn our country around. And like you said, I love that. We need to get past the mentality of just disregarding things because it's, it's a distraction or inconvenience for me. Take nine months out of your life to bring a life into this world. And look what God can do. I mean, look at the impact you're having. So you're here and I'm you, here speaking. You have this fantastic uh, ministry that so your radio program is once a week and it's a Bible teaching program. So well, it's Monday through Friday. Oh, OK. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, well, Monday, okay. Monday through Friday. Monday through Friday. Um, uh, it doesn't say what time it's, what time is the program? Well, I'm on bot radio on many stations oh, at, and okay. I'm on right before focus on the family. Ah, okay. So those so are some I'm of my on, favorite people. All right. So you're on Monday through Friday and you're preaching and teaching. You're teaching, teaching the word, the word, teaching the word. So imagine the lives that are impacted by you doing that, that well, wouldn't have God. been impacted because of a decision that one, one, one lady made. made and, and the decision she made, oftentimes it's painted as 
there, you have no other option. She said, I'm giving this baby life and I'm leaving it up to God what happens. Exactly. You, you don't know much more about it than no, that. that's right. And what has happened is you were adopted and raised. In and a wonderful home. And you're a Christian and, and you're Christian. out doing mm-hmm. God's work. And that is made possible through one decision That's by right. a young woman years ago. And she probably, she may or may not know that, that you're out doing these things, but she really didn't even concern herself with that. She just said, I'm giving this baby an opportunity to be whoever she's going to be. And I'm going on and doing what I'm going to do. And this is just one other aspect of what can happen when people make the right decision. Um, which is, is really important. I want to I wanna get to the conference that you're having because you oh, were just yes. telling me about that. And I'm always excited when I hear that someone's putting on a conference. I, <laughs> well, I you can't need to always, come. Come to I, Branson. So come I can't always go to everything, but you're super close to me. So I'm like, yes, I'm not able to kind of write off that it's too far away. So it says just four hours. Come I see know, us. I know. Totally. I could drive down, which means I would have my own transportation. I'd be able to drive myself around. Um, Kingdom Experience Branson Summit 2019. Yes. The subheader is It Is Possible. That's right. I love that. Um, encounter God and experience mountains moving in your life with man. It is impossible with God. All things are possible. Yes, That's it Matthew is. nineteen twenty six. So this is September twentieth, twenty first, twenty nineteen, at the Mansion Theater at in the Branson. The Mansion Theater, which Come is awesome. Come see me, Stacy. Come see me so at the Mansion Theater. It's Branson's just around so the corner. Cool. You guys. Awesome. If, so if you've never been, I mean, in to our Branson. listening audience, most of most of the listening audience, I believe, have been to Branson. But for those few of you who have not. You're missing a part of your whole life that you don't even know oh, that you can discover incredible. in Branson. It's incredible. You you can ride horses. You can drive go-karts. You can swim. You can swim some more. There's a lot of, there's a lot of pools and, and things like that. And then there's a lot of, like... Music shows. I, yeah. There's <laughs> like a, a lot million of music, shows. music shows, which are great. They're, like, really entertaining and fun and clean. You don't have to worry about... Yeah, it's a very family-oriented it city. It is. It's it's, and the food is awesome. And There's we have the so Ferris wheel from Chicago now, from yeah. the Navy Pier. We have that Ferris wheel. Oh we no, have, that must be new. I it is seen new. That. We got the Ferris wheel from Navy Pier because oh. they got a new one. We got the old one oh. from the from the fair. The sta- I had no idea. We got the the we Ferris. We gotta go do that. And we have Silver Dollar City, which is an amazing, amazing. So fun, much fun. Uh, theme park now. I mean, we have one of the best roller coasters in the world. Yeah. So and all of it is like right. So it's in the heart of the Midwest. So all the people are fantastic and it's fun. So what will we experience like when we get down to the conference? What are we going to be doing? What are we going to be hearing? And and some of the speakers. Well, I just interviewed Sheila Walsh, Josh McDowell, and and uh, Jason Crab recently. I just interviewed them for my TV program. And they're all great. Oh, they're amazing. Mm. And I'm telling you, people that come to this conference are going to see mountains moving in their life where people are stuck or where, you know, they feel like I can't get on the other side of this and they think it's impossible. Well, we know with God, all things are possible. And I'm telling you, these anointed speakers and singer, Jason Crabb just got his second Grammy. Mm. I mean, he's amazing. And he's so much fun and so anointed. People that come to this conference are going to experience mountains moving and possibilities becoming possible. You know, people are having trouble in their marriage or maybe someone's pregnant. They don't know what to do. And they think, you know, it's impossible for whatever to happen to get on the other side of this mountain. Right. Mm -hmm. They're going to come. They're going to be filled with the Holy Spirit. They're going to feel God's presence. They're going to hear the word of God. I mean, Sheila Walsh is phenomenal. She's a phenomenal communicator of the Bible, 
When I interviewed her, I was mesmerized by her communication of God's word. And so anointed. And Lee Strobel. And Lee Strobel, the author of The, the Case, Case for, for Christ. Christ. Yeah, I read that Hello. book. It's a great book. And, uh, and so you're, they're going to come and they're just going to be so incredibly blessed to come. And I mean, even the word impossible says I'm possible. Inside right? it. That's Inside right. Inside of it. Inside So it. they're going to come in September 24. 20th and 21st you go to drmarla.org for tickets okay and they can come and there's hotels actually connected on my website where they get a special discounted price at the hotels they can come and do all those things you just talked about they can ride go-karts go to silver dollar city come and see the car and sight and sound theater do you know what sight yes, and sound theater is? absolutely they are partnering with me and if they get the other extended ticket the mountain moving ticket they get three days. They get one day at the Sight and Sound Theater to see Samson. Oh, right. And they get two days at my conference for a special price. Okay, so they can so this do is three 50, days. Yeah, so 59 for an individual ticket per person. That's for two days. That $49 for a group of 10 or more per person. Yes. Then these are pr ticket prices for before August 1st. So you got to kind of, you know, get in by August in. 1st. Yeah, and then 90 per person if you order before September 1st, 2019. But that gets you the Mountain Moving Package, yes. Samson at the Sight and Sound Theater, Branson Summit 2019, you do it all for 90 for three per days for $90. That's an amazing price. And Samson alone, I mean, they're going to give you a $20 discount with that. And that's the show that you get to see. The show is amazing. At the amazing. Sight and Sound Theater in Branson. And then there's all the other stuff you can do. Now, I would, if I was just giving you some advice and you were listening to me, I would come down a couple days before, and then you could actually be in Branson for a couple days. Basically, you'll tire yourself out because you'll be riding the Wild Woody and going to shows. You'll be eating out. You'll be enjoying yourself. And then you'll be ready to move mountains for that item, that one thing that's kind of bogging you down, that's preventing you from getting where you want to get. And you'll have all these anointed speakers. So Jason Crabb, Sheila Walsh, Josh McDowell, Lee Strobel. But I know how to party, so that's why I would recommend that. Well, you I hope do you whatever can. you want. <laughs> yeah, so I, I have to sell this to my family because it would be almost unfair it'd be almost criminal for me to go by myself it's only four hours away from where we are so we would have to basically go as a family yeah i don't see people getting upset about that i see people get, being very happy with me for suggesting this actually yeah so all right so talk about your program again and people can find out where it's airing on one of the bot stations in their area by going to... Just go to drmarla.org. Drmarla.org. Everything's on my website. They can find everything there. I love the logo. You guys check it out. Her Right underneath, Dr. Marla, it says, all things are possible. And the T is the cross. And so it's been such a pleasure to have you on the program. Thank you, and Stacey. really wonderful to meet you in person you here at NRB. Yeah, so we have just a couple minutes left here. And I wanted to... Uh, point people to our website, AFR.net, for all the podcasts. You guys know how it works. At AFR, you get the podcast with no commercials. So if you're in a hurry, you can listen over there. If you go to Urban Family Talk, you get the podcast with the whole commercial. Like, all the commercials are included, which are preaching and teaching. And you can go to StaceyOnTheRight.com and find our content over there. Um, and then for this, everything that we're doing right now, you can check Instagram. I'm trying to put pictures up over there so you can see what it looks like, like what what the experience is and we're having such a good time um so we're also going to be discussing later in the program i'm trying to get back to my show sheet here we're going to be talking a little bit about brit hume talking about the soul searching that we're not seeing from the media and madison will be weighing back in a little bit she'll be chatting with us a little more about her experiences here at nrb mostly she's been um you know 
drawing comics, reading books, taking pictures, helping to get the guests in and out. And then, of course, my producer who has on one set of headphones now, but I have a picture of him with two sets of headphones on. Yeah, because he's producing two shows at once. We have two shows going in our booth right now. And he's producing both of them at the same time. And then Jason is back at home in Tupelo. And he's holding down the actual, like, buttons and knobs in Tupelo. So he's doing all that. So we have all of that going on at the same time. Um, and I'm actually, I want you guys to make sure and share the show. Put it up on your Facebook page. Put the link up uh, on your Twitter account. And tell other people what we're doing live here from um, National Religious Broadcasters. But also... I want you to tell people about all of the great guests we've had. And I, I, I always have great guests. We always do. But it's always wonderful to meet people in real life and have them on the program from National Religious Broadcasters or like we were at CPAC a couple of weeks ago or like I'm going to be at uh, Sherathon. So Sherathon happens in April, and I'll be there in Tupelo broadcasting, and we'll be chatting then too and having a really good time. Um, so we're going to enjoy that as well. Um, I wanted to give Dr. Marla one more if you want to wrap up anything on, especially the conference, how how have you been finding the conference so far? Did you just get here today? Oh, the NRB? Yeah. It's been phenomenal. This is my first year being here, mm. and I have a, I'm an exhibitor, so I have a booth 807 up okay. toward the front. We'll you can swing come by. and visit yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll come say Dr. hi. Dr. Marla Ministries up toward the front. Um, I'm speaking here at 2.30, just in a minute, like in a few, like in 30, or an hour. I guess it's an oh, hour. Oh, yeah. Um, at the learning arena. And yes. Then, it's uh, like 40 minutes from now. Okay, 40 minutes. Yeah. But I think it's awesome because, you know what, what strikes me the most is I look around and I think, these are all people that are serious about the kingdom of God, and they've taken a lot of time and effort and money to come and pr promote what God has laid in their lap to expand the kingdom of God. So I look around and I go, this is phenomenal. It's like pretty huge. Everyone here is so serious about spreading the gospel. It's incredible. Like you, you're doing what you do. God's called you to political uh, radio network. And it's awesome. I look around and I go, thank you, God in heaven, that this many people are coming from all over the world. We have people from Korea and Israel and Yeah, we've all heard some over. other languages Promoting being spoken. Yeah. the Bible and whatever God has put and, in them. And really kind of connecting up here because sometimes it, we, we forget just how far and wide it goes. And this is an example of time for us to kind of just take stock and say, okay, amen. I like, I, I like it. I, it's really, it's, it's phenomenal. Um, Dr. Marla, thank yes. you so much for joining us. The website is drmarla.com. .org. No, .org. drmarla.org. <laughs> yes, it's right here, drmarla.org. And it's been a pleasure to meet you. Nice to meet you. And to have you here at NRB. We will be back with the last segment of today's show in just a couple of minutes. Stay right there. More Stacy on the right up next. This is Just a Minute with Stacey Washington. American culture is in decline. Sexual perversion is accepted. Mass shootings strike fear into families. Television shows promote suicide as children's programming. Church attendance is down. Newspersons defend the violent gang activity of MS-13 under the guise of every human possessing a spark of divinity. That's garbage. The human heart is depraved and wicked and in need of redemption which can only come through Jesus. In Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9, we learn that we are saved by grace through faith. 
not from ourselves, but through God's gift of salvation. Instead of glorifying wickedness, we must start with ourselves. Are we obeying God's word, living and walking with him? Is the evidence of our salvation noticeable? Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Jesus is the answer to a culture in decline. Let's call on him. I'm Stacy Washington. Find out more at StacyOnTheRight.com. Family is an institution set forth by God. One man and one woman for life, with the outflow being children produced by that union. It's obvious to all that there is an attack on the family in our country, and especially on fathers. Whether it's the cycle of sin that persists in our families or the pressure from our government to exclude men from being intimately involved, the strategic battle is on for the souls of men. Join us in the battle to strengthen fatherhood, urbanfamilytalk.com. And this is where I often say that the Word of God is not meant merely to be consumed. The question is not how many scriptures you can retain. The question is how much scripture can you use? Now, thoroughly enjoy the Hamilton Corner. It's a bright light, just a priceless information, and God's Word is so needed. Tune in to the Hamilton Corner, weekday afternoons at 5 Central on Urban Family Talk. Here's what you've missed on airing the Addisons. This article here uh, from just last year, one of the more recent articles on snoozing, says that when you snooze on a regular basis, among other things that happens to your body, you become addicted to snoozing. Mm-hmm. Please don't do that. What? Like, what? Don't, I'm, I'm but, agreeing with the article. No, but your agreement was as if you already knew that. You didn't know that snoozing was addictive. It makes sense, though. That's that's what the mm-hmm was, because people who snooze, they love, like, they... They can't not do it. That makes you know, sense. Everyone, everyone listening to this program, including your wife, knows <laughs> that they is a synonym for Miki. No, they. No, that's, no, that's exactly what you mean. And everybody <laughs> knows it. And when I say everybody, I mean me. That's my synonym for me. So I'm talking back about to the they article. who snooze. They who snooze. Is that scripture? <laughs> <It's> like that. <laughs> Airing the Addisons. So Weekday morning, 6 to 8 Central on Urban Family Talk. This is Stacy on the Right with Stacy Washington on American Family Radio and Urban Family Talk. Uh, the, the list of people who got it wrong is really quite extensive. And, you know, to include many news organizations that got the prospect of Donald Trump being elected in the first place badly wrong and seem not to learn very much from that. One hopes and expects, perhaps, that after this debacle, and that's exactly what it is in the worst journalistic debacle of my lifetime, um, that there'll be some serious soul-searching. Unfortunately, so far, Brett, I'm not seeing a lot of it. I noticed that a couple of our cable news competitors have moved kind of seamlessly on to speculation about obstruction of justice now, following, as they so often seem to do, uh, the Democratic Party script. Remarkable. Welcome back to the program. Stacey Washington, host of Stacey on the Right. We're broadcasting from National Religious Broadcasters here in Anaheim, California. And I think we've just really had a good time. This is day two. Yesterday, it was kind of quiet. Um, there were just not as many people around. We had a good time. I think we really enjoyed our time here to get. But, but, but now I can, like, for instance, one of the booths that I can see right here from our booth is Moody Publishers. From the Word to Life. And they have a fantastic backdrop of all of the different books that they have under their publishing arm. And I can see that here from our booth. And so you might be thinking, 
Well, what are you planning on doing? Well, we have so much planned for this afternoon. We're going to walk around the convention floor and hopefully bump into some friends and ministry partners and people that we haven't had a chance to connect with. And then we are going to be going out to something called Medieval Times. We're going to have dinner at this like medieval thing with flying horses and stuff. And um, there's going to be jousting. Some uh, people in armor are going to joust each other. We're going to see that, and we're going to eat our food with our hands because back in the medieval times, they didn't have forks, so they're going to serve us some kind of chicken that we have to eat with our hands. Um, I saw a picture that Madison showed me of what we're going to be doing tonight. And then it is in not the, flying horses. The picture, in the picture, the horse um, is... It's a picture where they took out the background and edited it. It looks like it's flying, but the horse isn't flying because horse horses don't fly. The horse is literally propelling itself through the air. It's jumping. Jumping works. Both... All, all of its legs, that all four of its when legs. You jump. When you are, jump, you lose, you, okay. lose, you lose the ground, right? What I saw was, <laughs> okay. well, and, and it has a plume on its head. <laughs> because it's, it's, for jousting, it's not flying. It looks like. It looks like it's flying, but it's not flying. I'm telling you, <laughs> so, it's not flying. If you're listening to this, you just tuned into the show and you're wondering, who is this woman arguing with? <laughs> it's me, Stacy on the right, and I'm having a little bit of a bicker fest here with Madison, whose daughter, the youngest, over at Shea Washington. She's 15 and a half, and she's my sidekick for the week. We're actually wearing matching shirts, and she got to meet Governor Huckabee. She got to meet Mr. Todd Starnes, and she's just been hanging out and really super helpful, and she's been handing out stickers. We have the cutest stickers. So Stacy on the Right Show merch is, it's hot, I'm telling you. I could be charging money for these stickers. I probably could charge a dollar each and people would pay because that's how cute <laughs> they are. They're small, and the small stickers, we're actually putting them on people not against their will, but we don't really ask. We just hand them the stickers and they put them on their badge. Uh, and then, in addition to that, we have a bigger sticker that actually has our timing on it daily, 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern time, which we love as well. So I wanted to give Madison a chance to kind of finish up her comments from before. Maddie, what, um, if anything, do you want to say about, I know you're keeping up with the news because you've been overhearing me with all of my news and information this week. Indeed. What do you have to say about the Mueller investigation wrapping up? Are you relieved as an American? You're not a taxpayer yet, but are you relieved? True, true. Um, so let me get this out of the way by saying that the allegations that President Trump knows the Russian and Russians and, is, and they helped him win the election is complete and utter bullcrap. Oh. I mean, it's completely out there. I mean, it's like us also saying that President Trump knows aliens and that they're going to come down from above and kill all liberals. Well, it's ridiculous. It's something that people might say, uh, you know, that they think is true if they're yeah. liberals, if they have sure. Trump derangement syndrome. Yes, that apparently is spreading quickly. It's horrible. <laughs> it's sickness. Yes, we need to quarantine all the people who apparently have it. So, and, and in that same vein... Now that we've seen that wrapped up, do you think that at this point, what, maybe the Republicans will investigate and maybe make something happen? Or do you see it kind of fizzling out and then moving on to something else? Because they are talking about Obamacare again. Yes. I think the Democrats are going to try to make it fizzle out. They're going to try to make sure that nobody looks at it anymore because they lost, obviously. And it's embarrassing. But, yes. Republicans should investigate the fact that we spent... Millions. millions of dollars on this? Tens of millions. Mm -hmm. Of taxpayers' money and mm -hmm. money that we all worked, well, not me, particularly. I worked hard for that it. That my mom and my parents worked hard for. <laughs> they spent all of this on a bogus investigation that they knew was false mm -hmm. in order to sell this idea of of just 
of the president ridiculous. being a Russian agent. Exactly. And it just wasn't true. All this right. is ridiculous. So I, I love the analysis there. Good job. Now, let's talk a little bit about um, specifically, because you're younger, you're still in high school, mm-hmm. and you go to a Christian high school, but it's it's not a school where everyone has to be a Christian. No. And we're not going to mm-hmm. say the school on air, because we have mm-hmm. wackadoos sometimes that tune in occasionally. But speaking of being a high schooler in America today and seeing that kind of rancor that's in politics and how difficult it is for people to get along, even within families, what would you recommend? Do you, do you think we should focus less on the politics and more on who we are in Christ or maybe maybe get more of a relationship going before we kind of broach into politics? I think we need to stop focusing on politics in that in order to fix this problem, we have to start from where it starts from. and We need to stop trying to fix every problem we have with our views and stuff with legislation and, po- and politics essentially because we're at a time where a bunch of teenagers are falling away from the faith because they're not getting questions answered. We should focus on the fact that we need to spread the word to other people and to focus on their hearts instead of on what they're seeing in the media and on the news because if we try to fix it with more laws and legislation, we'll end up right back where we are now and it's going to get worse. Because the laws and legislation don't actually fix the heart condition. No, they just, they just, it's what like does putting on a band-aid. That? Yeah, what, what does fix the heart condition? Reading the Bible, figuring out what you believe and we need to focus on love and loving people and Bring them to Christ, exactly, and having them form a relationship, not just, oh, I go to church and I'm a Christian in name, but they need to form a relationship with Jesus Christ and with his Father and our Father, and that is God, and they need to figure out that God is real and that he's here for us, and not just somebody who's up there judging us from afar. Amen to that. All right. Well, um, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we got a chance to get that information out and that you got a chance to be on the show. Yes. Sometimes she says she'll, she'll be home and I'll be broadcasting. She'll be out of school because, you know, they have a lot of days off. This we whole do school thing oh, is just on. like every time you turn around, they have a day off. <laughs> anyway, she'll be having a day off. And, I, and sometimes she'll say, I'm, I'm available if you need me. And I'm like, um, I already prepared a show. I don't need a guest right now. I but think we should change the name of the show to Madison on the Right because I truly have some amazing things to tell you, you all. You, you are a little cocky and you're young. But I will say this. You probably could have a recurring spot, but I don't want you doing that. I want you in school. I want you to finish your school career and do well mm-hmm. in school. If you and don't worry about this stuff, because this is like stuff that I do. You don't need to be doing this. So um, tomorrow we have broadcasting as well. So um, we'll be back on right here, right here in this spot, and we'll be covering a bunch of different topics. And I know I gave a little bit of a preview, um, and part of it is that we don't know exactly who will be on with us, because... Some of the people are guests that we're picking up right here from National Religious Broadcasters. But I do know we're going to have Erica Donalds. She's a chairman of the School Choice Movement. And they're out of Tallahassee. They have a huge, huge, like, school choice in, in Florida is huge. And their governor, uh, Ron DeSantis, Governor DeSantis, has been so fantastic. He's hit the ground running with supporting school choice and all of that. And I've loved seeing the development that's gone on there. He's, it's just been exactly what we need um and then of course i wanted to i see we have so we had our guest on william from first segment he joined us and now he's back he brought madison a book now we don't usually do this we don't usually (laughs) loop a guest back in after he's been on in the beginning but maddie pass the microphone over to william because he's brought you a book back and before you hand that to maddie before you give that over Tell us, William, what is this book about? Because he's written all these books, 14 books. What's this one about? This book is called Wisdom, The Principal Thing, Get It. 
It is a verse-by-verse -verse commentary based on Proverbs chapter 8. And it speaks in the language that young people can really relate to. And it's verse-by-verse and it has a little area to where you can take notes, mm -hmm. your own personal notes. And it's not designed to be too long, but it just hits it. And it has an area called application. So after I write about that particular verse, then I close that area off with application, how to apply that verse to your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just got through signing this to the beautiful Madison. So Maddie <laughs> will have this read like no time. And then I will make her give me a verse-by-verse -verse commentary on what she learned. It says a verse-by-verse -verse commentary on Proverbs chapter 8 for the young adult. Now, again, William Owens, he wrote 14 books on Christian life and maturity. And I gave you some of those titles, but I'm looking forward to reading this as well because the thing that we're kind of experiencing is we flew here, we had two legs to the flight. So we had one leg into Minneapolis, which that was like an hour and 30 or 40 minutes. And then the second leg was like almost four hours yeah. from there to here. And so, of course, we were on one of those planes with all the entertainment. Right. <laughs> but it's like, if you've been to the movies a few times, you've seen all of it. Yeah. So I was kind of like, not that I was ungrateful, but I was not impressed. So I had Fox News on. You know, <laughs> that's who I am. So I had Fox News and I was watching that. And I was enjoying that a great deal. But I was thinking to myself, you know, I got to get my book out of my bag before I'm seated this yes. next time. So I can make sure that I'm, I'm ready to go. Um, so I'm actually, whichever one she's not reading, I'll be reading because... William Which was kind enough to give Madison? me. She She's going to read one of them tonight. I don't know why she's acting like she's not going to read one tonight and have it finished, completed tonight. Um, so, William, is there – I know you just have your latest book. Sure. Mm -hmm. This is a thing for you. You just crank books out. I'm a prolific writer by, yeah. the, by the grace of God. The Lord's yeah. already given me my next title to my book, which is called The Will of God oh, Now. Breaking right <laughs> here on Stacy on the Right on American Family Radio. So The Will of God Now. Now, yes. Okay. And what is that going to be? Um, give us a little. You, it's The Will of God Now has to do with really discovering what God made you specifically for and then pursuing it. And how do we do that? Romans chapter 12, verse 1, which mm -hmm. says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice, which is um, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Mm -hmm. And then it says, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. So the connection of discovering that good and perfect will of God is how we present our bodies to him. Mm. I present, I, I beseech, present your bodies. We can't, we can't disattach our vessels, our bodies from him. And as we continue to press our bodies closer to him, presenting our bodies to him as a living sacrifice, the will of God becomes revealed to us. Mm. It becomes revealed to us. So and that's that, That's what amazing. that book is about. The will of God now how to the discover it now. and be activated into it and that's what you're writing now mm -hmm. so, yes. the, the, so you guys the the first the, the book that i'm holding it's not the first book it's 14 this is the 14th book yes. that i'm holding is actually still smoking hot off the press <laughs> it so is a little bit a little bit of a steam rising up off the pages and that was astonished inviting god to experience you through your journey of faith so you'll have the next book out after the bike ride across the country because you're kind of you got a couple things going on. I do have a lot of some yeah. things, but I consider writing is it's very, it's a, it's just an anointing on my life to write. In fact, these books came a few days ago. And you know what I do with the first book? The first book that I get, I sign it to the Lord, ah. and then I put it on fire. What? I sacrifice it to Him. The first one. <laughs> the first one. Uh, it opens the box. I sign it to the Lord. Wonderful. And then I put it in a fireplace. I recorded it this time. Uh, and I put it on fire and it just burns up. Well, I 
I'm excited about this. So yeah. first of all, I, I love meeting authors. I, we love to have them on the program. But it's always interesting when someone has written a number of books. Amen. Like, you know, the 14 books, that's, that's no small I did feat. my first playwright. Um, I did my first stage production play. Not my first one, but I, I did it again. It's been about 12 years. On my, one of my best-selling books, Bastards in the Pulpit. And we actually have it video produced. And it's going to be going online soon where people can watch it as a pay-per-view item. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that sounds fun. It, it was an awesome production. That sounds really fun. So we'll we're gonna keep in touch with all of Amen. these items. We're gonna we're gonna check them out. I'm gonna go on my quest. It's like a quest. It's like your bike ride, but I won't be going anywhere specifically. <laughs> the, the items will be coming to me. The quest to read all of the books by William. The, 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 to basically say, William Owens, fourteen books, and then to journey through the books, and then. <laughs> Basically, you'll be back on. By the time I finish, you'll be back on. Well, and we'll talk God. about that. And Maddie might even, she might even join us. We'll have a, a round robin, recreate the same Y'all like poetry? So, uh, yes. And I, I noticed you have, you actually have well, I, some I'm going to have to go poetry. bring another book of poetry down here. Oh. <laughs> so we're being gifted and blessed. <laughs> You're being gifted and blessed. At, at, at National Religious Broadcaster. So we have, I'm looking at my producer, one and a half minutes left. Okay. So what I want to do is I want to point you guys to all the websites. We'll start off with Williams. Um, you can go through people.com right. or you can go to the most recent. This is the current stuff about the bike ride and everything he's doing with the new book, shifttogreatness.org. It's Shift to Greatness on Facebook and Instagram. And the hashtag is Shift to Greatness. You can do that. Um, you can also find out more about what we're doing at AFR.net and urbanfamilytalk.com. We have the Marriage and Family Conference. Let me mention that. That's coming up the last week in June. It's in Tupelo. We have some fantastic speakers. Miki Addison, who filled in for me on Monday. Thank you, Miki. All of that will be happening the last week of June wow. down in Tupelo. It's a two-day conference, awesome. and it's going to be fantastic. Last year was the first. This will be our second one. We've learned a few things. It'll be even better than awesome. last year. And we're really excited about that. So God bless you, you from Stacey. the heartland. Thank you, citizens, for joining us today. And we will be back with more from National Religious Broadcasters in Anaheim, California, tomorrow. Until then, have a fantastic evening. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of Urban Family Talk, Urban Family Communications, or American Family Association. Urban Family Talk. Urban Family Talk.